Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The NFL draft will not be held in Vegas in April 2020. Just, I guess, Fez, just to lead in here, give us the view on the ground in Vegas right now. What's it like there? Oh, disaster. The people in Vegas right now are the people, Sean, who had already committed to traveling here. And I got to tell you, I think it's going to be a ghost town next month. And four big weekends or weeks events in Las Vegas in 2020, New Year's spill over to New Year's Day and the Super Bowl. And just in the next you know, 45 days, we we're going to have March Madness followed by the NFL draft. And wow, this is really putting a sour taste on the Raiders moving here as well come September. Yeah, what's the what's the big picture impact, Fez? Because I mean, look, when you mentioned, let's use March Madness as an example. I'm somebody who's been out there during March Madness. It's it's awesome. It's great to be out there. the 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 experience of being there is as much, if not more, fun than just the the act of walking up to the window and placing bets. The bets are obviously what generates the gambling revenue, but March Madness and and now obviously the draft where people aren't even going to make the trip now. I'd imagine at least some March Madness people still made the trip out there, maybe because they had reservations or whatever the case may be. What's the overall impact there? Yeah, the gambling revenue is irrelevant in terms of, I should say this, the sports betting revenue is irrelevant because sports books just don't make very much money compared to penny slots and everything that goes on in the casinos. It's just getting the people here, the entertainment uh, filling up the rooms and the like. And so it's a vehicle to draw everyone into Las Vegas. And of course, the major concern is that, you know, this becomes a lingering thing. And with social distancing being a possibility for a long time to come, well, Las Vegas is the opposite of social distancing. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking as of things like dealing blackjack. You know what I mean? Like hands on cards. And I know the players can't touch the cards at most tables, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's nothing more fun than being around a craps table with 12 other people. You oh, know, in the just, poker room, yeah. you know, you're playing poker and you're handling cards and you're handling yep. chips, two things that are like swimming with germs. It is going to be a, um, a we will see how this things transpire, but this is going to be enormous hit. The one positive, if I have a positive is that when things, if they return to somewhat normal, Vegas is going to be a destination everyone's going to want to go to. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Steve Fezzik joining me, one of the premier handicappers on earth, and he's joining me on the uh, on the program as he does each and every week. And I think Fez leads me into my, my next question. You're a handicapper. What the hell are you handicapping right now? <laughs> well, I am, good news, I am 94 status points away from being upgraded to silver on the World Series of Poker in Nevada <laughs> online. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm doing my NFL work early, so I'm going through, I'll be going through each and every team, breaking down um, how they did last year. Were they lucky? Were they unlucky? Were there events that maybe they're undervalued? Curiously, the Kansas City Chiefs, you can make a case, were undervalued because Mahomes missed essentially three games and had to play 
some games when he was compromised with his ankle injury. And so that defense getting better. Kansas City, the rare Super Bowl champ that might be undervalued. So, so I mean, literally this is something where you think with more time on your hands, you'll be able to find some more wrinkles and angles to make yourself better? Oh, my goodness, yes. Like There's okay. so many projects that I just simply don't have enough time. You know, literally dozens of them. I'll give you one of them. Okay. College football. Head coaches, do they defer or do they take the ball when they win mm. the coin toss? Um, obviously, with so many betting options, who's going to score first, first quarter, third quarter? You get the idea, Sean. Right. Ha- having knowledge like that can be pretty darn valuable. Used to track it for the NFL teams, but the genius Belichick figured it out for people that you really should defer almost all the time and now, indeed, Every NFL coach most of the time defers now. What are some other tendencies that, that you look at with coaches and things like that when you're able to do a deep dive like this? Yeah, I, I'm going to be looking at college football teams, how they do in the fourth quarter with big leads, because obviously some coach is going to sit on the ball, some coach is going to go ahead and just keep running their same offense, the idea being, hey, move up in the polls, win by more. So, you know, that motivation is going to vary from program to program, coach to coach. Steve Fezzik joining me on the program. Um, Fez, back to Vegas for a second. So what's what's happening right now with a lot of the futures bets and season bets and things like that? What Typically, we may have listeners right now who are holding – you know, season win total tickets and things like that, not knowing what they're supposed to do with them. What does Vegas typically do? I know this is anything but a typical situation, but we've seen seasons truncated before. Yeah, so college basketball season wins. Every college basketball team had had their season finished, so you've got action, win or lose, because the conference attorneys don't count towards that. NBA, NHL, almost every book I know mandates 82 games be played for there to be action. So if you bet Golden State for whatever reason to go over 46 and a half season wins, well, you got yourself a refund, get that ticket out of the garbage. <laughs> um, so all that's going to be refunded. If you bet on the champion of the NHL, of the NBA, etc., more than likely you're going to have action because most books say it doesn't matter what path is taken. As long as a league declares a champion, so there's a NBA Finals or an NHL Finals, and somebody wins, and maybe they do it in July. It won't matter. You'll still have action, so that will um, those will still be valued. The tricky part comes on bets like if you did bet who's going to win an NBA division, um, et cetera, or a conference. It varies book by book, and you got to check the fine print of what the book's rules are. Fez, you just inadvertently, or maybe advertently, gave a, gave a, a great PSA to people. Never, ever, ever crumple up your tickets. <laughs> Never do. You know, and if you do crumple up your tickets or you have that wild night and you just can't find them, more often than not, if you can remember where you bet it, about when you bet it, and ideally what ticket writer you bet it at, which station, that's really not even required. Um, but if you can remember, you bet $33 to win $30 on Creighton at the Barbary Coast. Oh, Barbary Coast doesn't exist anymore. At the Gold Coast, <laughs> then you should be able to get accounting to find your ticket for you and go ahead, and you'll get paid 60 days later. Steve Fezzik, pregame.com, joining me on the program. Fez, big news in the NFL earlier today. Ryan Tannehill signs a four-year, $118 million deal to stay with Tennessee. I don't know if it's a major surprise, although there are you know, at least reports of Tom Brady and Tennessee. I don't know how much smoke there was there, but Tannehill is going to be the quarterback going forward. Where is Tannehill on your quarterback ranking, and where are the Titans in the mix in the AFC South and the AFC overall for you? Yeah, so I haven't done my NFL power ratings yet. I do have my quarterback ratings open 
and I've got, I'm high on Tannehill. I have him as my number 11 quarterback. And frankly, all this talk about Brady to Tennessee didn't make any sense for me because Tannehill is a better quarterback than Brady. And I know there are some underlying stats that had him ranked much higher than this, but I have him as my number 11 quarterback in QBR. He was number nine last year. And I know the luster came off a little bit because all he was doing was handing the ball off seemingly in the playoffs, but um, good move by Tennessee to retain Tannehill. And I'm, I'm looking at your quarterback rankings and I'm looking here. I'm going, man, there are a lot of names on here that could change teams or a lot of dominoes that could fall. Can you remember an off season or a free agency period where there could be as much sort of shifting and effect on the quarterback position as the one we're about to be on right here? You know, I, I cannot, but one thing I'll say is that the media has never talked about so many so much quarterbacks so often. So some of this could be fake news where we're talking about quarterbacks like Brady that might wind up back at new England. And 10 years ago, we just wouldn't have spoken about it nearly as much, but I will say this. I don't understand all the talk about Brady and rivers who would want Phillip rivers. And to a lesser extent, Brady, Brady's my number 19 quarterback, Sean. So he is um, so far past his prime. I will predict a complete bust if he does not stay with New England. We have a track record that once quarterbacks hit age 40, they typically fall off the cliff. Look at Brett Favre, who was an MVP type of quarterback with Minnesota his first year and couldn't play a lick the second year. And I think that Brady at 43, could really have a terrible year if he doesn't stay with New England. Where is Rivers exactly on your rankings? Number 27. Wow. And you know what was disturbing about Rivers is how his September, he was decent. He was a little bit above average. And after that, his rating really was poor. The next three months, he's going to be 38, but he's an old 38. And even the decision-making process, I'm not – Mind you, I'm not implying that he's like come, come down with some kind of mental illness, but um, he um, really was making bad decisions and just yeah. looked to have, not have his fastball anymore. I think Phil Brewer is going to have a tough time finding a job. How, who are your, I'm just curious, who are your top, say, four or five? So Mahomes, clear cut number one. Yeah. Russell Wilson, number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackson, three. Watson, four. That might mm-hmm. surprise people. And despite talk about, about it, maybe he should retire. I still have Drew Brees, number five. Mm-hmm. He was the NFC Player of the Month in December. It's amazing how one playoff loss and everyone wants to go ahead and you know call, call for you to retire. Fez, how cool is it? You, you got Mahomes, Jackson, and Watson in your top four, and none of them are even on a second contract yet, and they're all in the AFC. How wild is that? Yeah, and, you know, and the book on winning the Super Bowl is have a Hall of Fame quarterback that's in his prime or – have a quarterback on his rookie deal, and it just gives you so much more money to pay everybody else. And that's why we're able to see, you know, the Baltimores, you know, and the Kansas Cities just have monster years. Yeah, no doubt. Steve Fezzik, you can get him at Fezzik Sports, uh, pregame.com. So, Fez, what, what are, uh, what, what's going on on pregame.com right now with, with no actual games to talk about? So I'm going to start doing NFL previews uh, team by team. I'll start those up this coming week. There are season win numbers out there, although, frankly, I don't know if you want to wager on it because who knows what's going to be, what things are going to be like come September. But um, that's what I will be putting up. And, you know, frankly, it's a really good time to do some heavy lifting in terms of some of the things I was discussing um, with the team-by-team handicaps, and I'll be doing a team a day. 
Last one before I let you go, Fez. I was going to let you go there, but I just thought that the CBA got approved earlier today, as I, I know you know. Um, the 17th game. Uh, does that have any uh, – I'm curious if there's any wrinkle in the gambling world about the season being 17 games in a year or two. You know, I'm embarrassed to say you're, you're my news because I just, I just got off the hiking trail, so I, oh. I am completely blind all day long. Good for um, you. The, 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 the CBA, the interesting thing about it with the 17th game is, and I assume they're going to do this, the only way that there can be parity is every team in the AFC has to play 17 games, um, nine games at home, and every team in the NFC has to play nine games on the road, correct? You can't have an unbalanced schedule within conference, or have they even addressed that yet? Sean? Well, I think one of the things that they're talking about is one year the AFC will have the lopsided schedule, the next year the NFC will, and they'll kind of flip back and forth. Yeah, so, that, and that makes sense that everyone's on an equal playing field, you know, within the conferences. Right. And and the one thing I wasn't sure whether they're going to do are the players only going to have to play sixteen games? No, they're going to have to play seventeen. Has that oh, been? Seven, I, yeah, I think. I mean, I, I don't know that it's going to be mandated that they get a game off. They're they're going to get paid for seventeen games. Yeah, I don't know so, if they. Yeah, I, I don't know how granular they've gotten with it, but just the door is now open for the owners to have 17 games starting in 2021. I tell you what, I think load management might become an NFL issue where suddenly some teams are going to look at some players. And frankly, we saw a little bit of that last year, but Mm -hmm. especially with dual running backs and like, wouldn't surprise me if some teams didn't start to look towards maybe um, sitting some players and having a second bye week for them with a 17 week schedule. There you go. Steve Fezzik. Let's see. That's why he is the man. He's already thinking ahead to what this is going to look like a year or two from now. Fez really appreciate it. Keep up the great work. We'll talk soon. Got it. I love when they sit a running back and we can bet the other other running back over. <laughs> Take care, Sean. That is, that is sheer bliss. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.